Support for this podcast comes from Pluto TV. Need an escape? Drop into Pluto TV for a world of free TV. Stream hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and shows all for free. Yeah, free. No subscriptions, no fees. Binge on 24-7 channels of Narcos, CSI, Star Trek, and everything from hit movies to the latest news, comedy, live sports, and more. Download the free Pluto TV app for Android, iPhone, Roku, or Fire TV and start watching now. Pluto TV. Drop in. Watch free. Aren't you tired of hearing opinions that are just plain wrong? Well, hi, I'm Trey Kennedy, comedian and host of Correct Opinions Podcast, where every opinion is correct, in my opinion. Each week, I'll roast the internet's craziest trends and the most baffling baby names to hopefully make you laugh, but also to make sure we're all on the same page, because if you name your kid like Moon or something, I'm probably gonna roast you on the show, okay? I scour the internet for the funniest videos and cringiest moments, and I give you my opinions on everything on the web, which luckily for you, again, are always correct. So please subscribe to Correct Opinions with Trey Kennedy, available free on Apple Podcasts, Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, 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 and welcome to another classic, classic, it's double classic, oh, it's classic, classic episode of Classic Black Dude with your host, Clark Jones, aka Pod Strickland, coming to you direct. This is Black History Month, y'all. Yeah, our first episode during the shortest month of the year where we celebrate shit that happened a long time ago. None of the uh, trivia is current stuff. I think Barack Obama may be the the latest entry when you when the kids do the uh, Black History Month contest, which I participated in and I used to win because I knew who Fannie Lee Hamer was. She was one of the, she was like before Shirley Chisholm. She was like, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. That was her, her quote, her phrase. So much is going on at the top of the year already. Uh, rest in peace to my man, Kobe. Kobe Bryant died on my birthday. That's crazy. Crazy. It was, I was just waking up because I was hungover from the night before, man. 13 tequilas. Shout out to The Roost for helping me host my birthday sitch out here in LA. It was great. And then to see that the next day, it was, it's, it's been hard to even process. A lot of people are still uh, trying to accept it as a thing that happened. Uh, 2020 is busy. It's working. It's a lot. Um, and 2020 is a euphemism for the devil. The devil is busy. So is 2020. So much is happening already. We had politics happening last night, State of the Union address. It shouldn't even be called Union, it should be called State of the Disunion because uh, since the this is probably the most, the red and blue has been in each other's throats since the Civil War, maybe? I don't, I, I don't know, I'm, a, I'm in my 30s. I was about to say the specific age, then I caught myself because of media training. Uh, it's, a, it's a wild time, Nancy Pelosi ripping up speeches she should have just had a, sh- a big, big ass shredder box on the on the desk that she pulled up. Like I don't, I don't, I'm not good at SNL predictions, but I think Saturday when they talk about it, it's gonna be a bunch of her just doing petty ass shit in the background while Alec Baldwin plays that character once again. Speaking of characters, I'm bad at segways, <laughs> but I am so damn excited. To um to have the guest on for today, Mr. Dwayne Perkins. Hello, thank you for having me. Born and raised in the <laughs> shy. Yeah, Chicago. <sighs> Do you feel famous yet? <clears throat> nope. I feel sad. <laughs> all really? The time. Yeah. I. It's crazy because when when I went back home 
people would say like you're famous and I was like that's offensive to famous people yeah because like I'm not I'm just out here trying to get a bag um, yeah but but the bag is here come yeah, on let's I mean, talk it's we here, honest on this it's show it's here at times yeah 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 <laughs> and you, you have breaks badness. and then you're like oh I gotta yeah. make some more money <laughs> yeah isn't that crazy <laughs> but like is. you know what the drug is so I've heard so I've heard the drug is like that challenge and then like the high is meeting that need right so where you like fuck I gotta make some more money and you like oh shit that endorphin rush and then when you get the money you're like oh shit I know how to need money then go get it yes that's a shot of adrenaline (laughs) I'm realizing that like I see and I'm trying to be very conscious of like myself and like as I like do more stuff but I see how rich people can become delusioned because Mm. you like get money and well if you were if you always had it then I don't know what that is like because I did not but like when you suddenly get more money than you've ever had in your life and you're like, oh, for so long, I've just like put off things that I thought were luxury that are just like right. things that all people should have. Yeah. And, and then you get them and then you just get to a place where you're like, I don't want these things to leave. So I have to keep making the exact amount of money or more because like I can't go back to where I was because like can't. I know what that is and I know what this is. And I'm like, I ah. rather this. I prefer. I, prefer, <laughs> I really I can, like this. It, it's wild. Like <laughs> I don't even. I ain't got. I, I work hard. I put it that way, right? Mm-hmm. But then, as your, um, as whatever, you get a little money or have a ability to pay for anything. Yeah, it was a lot of shit that I was avoiding for a long time that are to find out our necessities. Mm-hmm. And it's just like. I hate having to pay for anything that I can't immediately enjoy. Mm-hmm. But that's maintenance. That's yes. why a lot of athletes go because nobody talks about, oh, Dame Dash did a whole thing. Just go on YouTube, MTV. He breaks down a million dollars where it goes. And it's even worse now with the healthcare thing, which I think, which is my main driving political issue. But that's I mean, what even time. having healthcare for the first time was mind blowing. I'm like, so I can just like go see what's wrong with me. I don't yeah. have to just like live with ailments. It's not a uh, WebMD <laughs> to like, you what? jump like, off a building. What a fucking privilege. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it feels it's truly good insane. To be cared for. Yeah. Cause but, at first I'm not see that's the thing. I'm not uh I'm I I I have to finagle my way around healthcare. I am in a position that if I have an emergency, I can go see somebody. I can pay for that. Right. Mm-hmm. But like that monthly <laughs> maintenance like <laughs> I can immediately mm. enjoy <laughs> I mean for the first time in my life I went like for some reason I had like I went through a bout of like adult acne and I was like oh shit I can just go see a dermatologist and get and the I good did, shit and then he was like this is what you do and then I was like oh this is what access is oh yeah. shit then, but then like all of that also makes me feel guilt because I'm like oh having more stuff just constantly reminds me what the people that I know don't have. And I'm just like, wow, people are just living without, like poverty is like so real. And then to get to a place where like, I'm finally like out of it. I feel so guilty all the time. I leave tips just like, I'm like, I make more money than you. I feel bad. Like I gotta leave you money. Like it's, it's like a weird thing coming from a place of like not having a lot and then coming, like, it's just like a weird 
transition to where I was like, all right, I, I like figured out like who I was. I'm like, yeah, black gay. I know who I am. I'm strong. Then I got to this new place and then was like, I never thought about class because like I never had to. This is, mm. I don't have the energy to like, <laughs> to like think about new ways to like be like, I have to constantly like check in with myself to be like, are you a good person? What are you doing? Like, don't let anything yeah. change. Cause like it, it is such a different thing than to walk into spaces where people are actually rich mm-hmm. and just like hear them talk and I'm like oh no like this is not it's, a good path it's, it's always another flo- <laughs> like, it's always Jesus. another floor above that you don't know about and it right? makes me it it's infuriating to see like a rich person who's like really rich complaining about another rich person like well they're making millions and I'm just making like the lower millions but they have like seven figures I'm like yeah. kill yourself like you can't like that's yeah. not like we're, I'm not I'm not no but that's 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 their struggle <laughs> I know we can't argue with their struggle and I'm like well relatively speaking I get it cause like yeah. even like I like got like a writing job that paid me quite a bit and then I got like a new like place and then even like now that that job is is on break every time I pay rent I'm like why the fuck did I buy this like why, why did I do you, this oh man the and regrets so now I have to like keep making money because or i have to like move then i'm like i want to move like that's an inconvenience so i'm like money has to come yeah so like i'm stressed about money at a time where i'm making the most money of my life and i'm like how did i put myself in this situation like what do you <laughs> what do you buy that you always say man i don't need to buy this then you buy it anyway uh like i'm like pretty good with like i don't feel like a need for like things but i love giving myself things that i that i didn't have so like a nice apartment, like vacations, okay. like stuff that I'm just like, oh, I want to just like experience this because I didn't. And then I end up spending like more money than I planned on it. And they'd be like, nigga, like, yeah. <laughs> you don't know when your next check comes yeah, in. Yeah, you don't, you have no idea, but <laughs> like, you like, yellow, but, but, you know what I mean? But also, I'm like, I could die tomorrow, whatever. Oh, exactly. <laughs> like, also, I'm gonna spend this money. <laughs> also, I did see that red coat. And oh I saw that red coat because I saw that in the window downtown LA. <laughs> the day that I bought that coat, I did a stand-up show and I like bought the bag with me and I like, went on stage and instead of doing jokes, I just like modeled it and was like, "Y'all, y'all gotta see this red coat." Yeah. And the audience was like, "Yeah," <laughs> like it was just like it was perfect. Oh New York's great. I love that place for comedy. Man, <laughs> they really yeah. let me do and say whatever the fuck I wanted, and it was great. You know, it's uh, it's like I don't like to be amongst the people of New York. But to be on an elevated stage, <laughs> a safe distance, oh, and we're talking absolutely. like that, that's, it's it's nothing but like on the train. Oh, you yeah, know. like I can't be like a local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Just like you only see me from this Yes, I'm safe here to say hi, distance. and then I disappear right. in my red coat. <laughs> and then you have m- memories from the photographs I post from mm-hmm. whatever photographer was at the show. Right, I'm like, wow, like what a the, great memory. Now, yeah, I'm, now I'm back home. That's <laughs> all we got. All we got is these <laughs> memories, bro. Uh, you said it. I didn't. You are black and gay. I am. You talk, <laughs> I did not break that news to the listeners. Uh, and you no. are making history as the first openly gay man to do classic black dude. Oh, yeah, look at man. That. Look at you. Look at that breaking down barrier. Are you? I just had a, a first solo guest. I should say, also stand up comedian. Um, I um, I. I, I do talk. I went to Morehouse College in Atlanta. Most people know who listen. All male school. All ninety seven percent black in Atlanta. In Atlanta, the uh, the Austin, Texas, for black people. It's a college town. A lot of gay. A lot of lot of homosexual overture over tour, if you will, throughout the city. So that's where I first became familiar with uh, just a different culture. 
of it, right? And now with now that it's the considered the Black Hollywood, you know, whatever nomenclature they want to give it, like, how did you, or how do you navigate those two minority labels in the business that you're in? Uh, I I use them against each other mm. to uh, make my way into spaces and so if i know someone's like approaching me with the idea that they're going to relate to my gay side more i am conscious that like oh you're probably coming at me with stereotypes that comes with gayness so you're not gonna expect me to be a real ass nigga Mm. and then they're like shocked by that and then i'm like oh too late (laughs) yeah i'm already in and then when it comes to like blackness it's the same thing and being like oh you are going to come at me from my black side you know i'm gay as shit i'm gonna change all of this all of it (laughs) and so it's just like i get in in the way that like i see how they approach me Mm. use that i'm like well you did it like you chose what you wanted like what you saw about me that you wanted to like to approach and then i just like take advantage of it yeah and that's truly just like and that came from me just like growing up and having to co-switch and realize like oh within different spaces i have to be a certain person and then realizing that like that's not a me thing that's a them thing so Mm -hmm. i just had to become aware of how people were perceiving me uh use that and then use it and then reveal who i really was once i got in and had power Oh shit! I ain't know he was gonna close once I had power. That's that's, that's okay. That's the whole I, goal. I, I can I can relate. I can relate to that in just. Uh, I mean, you've seen my sets. I go in to kind of undo whatever stereotypes. The wider the crowd, the harder the contrast I mm-hmm. set, and uh, what jokes that I talk about, and dancing ballet, and all this other stuff. That I mean, is educational. I think too. Mm-hmm. It's not just, I mean, you laughing, but uh, I used to be a teacher. I know once I make the bully laugh, then it's a wrap. I, the rest of the class just fall in line. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's that. That's interesting. Like, yeah. what about, what about how do you navigate, like, offstage, though? Like, what is the, do you feel like you have to sell one or the other as far as get bookings and gigs? And, like, okay, for this talking head thing, I want you to more so be black or for this be more so gay? Uh, not anymore. I think when I first started uh, trying to get to a place where I had more power to choose what I wanted to do, I feel like when I was like coming up, like working at Second City and doing like first starting stand-up, I was like, okay, I know that to excel within this system, I have to be a certain way. But at this point in my life now, I just don't care. So I'm just like, I'm going to just be me because uh, that has proven to be the most important thing. Right. Uh, and I've gotten the most from genuinely being me. And um, I don't know. I just think I got to a place of self-confidence where I was like, I ain't got to do shit. Like, fuck y'all. Like, I'm going to just be me. Yeah. And if y'all fuck with it, y'all do. And if not, then, like, clearly I'm not supposed to work with you. So you come to a point where you can accept not getting things. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. I was, I mean, I had to. Like, even growing up, being like, yeah, some people ain't going to fuck with me simply because of the way that I look, who I, like, love. Like, it just doesn't matter. So I just knew very early on that I was like, I just got to be an independent bad bitch. Like, I just got to, like, be able to do (laughs) shit on my own. I love the the (laughs) soft-spokenness of such a powerful line. Power until I have power. Until I'm a bad bitch. Like, it's all both, both, you don't, you ain't got to hammer it when it's that heavy already. Uh, are you in love? You mentioned that. 
Oh yeah, like I have a boyfriend. Yeah, we have two dogs. Like and oh, also, uh, I haven't been to like, the house. Like earlier, like I, I never like especially with like stand up and comedy. I just never felt the need to um, follow rules that were created when with people like me not in mind. So mm-hmm. if there's a system that I walked into and I actively know that there was a period where there were no black gay people, I then in my mind I'm like then I don't have to do any of this. I can make the rules because y'all didn't make the rules with me in mind. So like I don't have to do any of this. And I felt that way in comedy where like I'm not gonna hang out with people to book shit. Like I don't have to. I'm I'm gonna come do my shit, be as good as possible, and then leave. I'm not doing nothing. I'm not hanging out. I'm not I'm not doing the open mics. I ain't doing it. Y'all gonna (laughs) give me what I want. And that's gonna be it. And if not, then I'm not gonna do it. Like, and that's Fuck. what it was. I went to New York, and I was like, I ain't doing a single open mic. Fuck y'all. Y'all gonna put me on these shows because I'm good enough. Right. And they were like, okay. Um, <laughs> and I just okay. constantly prove, and then you just prove your like prove that you are that you deserve that seat at that table. And I, my whole life has been proving myself. So I was like, girl, this is what I've been made for. And so I just come in, just been like, all right, let me just like smash this and leave. And if and like, there's been times where I've like done the best that I've ever felt and have gotten no's and I'm like that has nothing to do with me like y'all got choices y'all make choices and y'all made them just cause y'all didn't pick me don't mean I wasn't dope <laughs> like that's not how that works you just had power within this one thing yeah. you made a choice it wasn't me I'm still dope <laughs> so I'm just gonna be dope somewhere else <laughs> some decisions were made before you even walked in yeah, the door like, it hasn't, girl it ain't got nothing to do with me and I'm pretty objective with myself so I know if I'm good or not. Like you know if you feel good on you stage. You know if you smack. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. Oh shit! All right. Well, we had three dynamic fucking lines <laughs> in just this first uh, part of the podcast. We here with Dwayne Perkins, who's just man, uh, killing it. And I say that as a tenured comedian, talking about everything. Um, he is in love with two, and he got two dogs. Two I love, love it. Love it. Love <laughs> to see it. We'll be right back on Classic Black Dude with your host, Clark Jones, aka Pod Strickland. We'll be right back. It's JCPenney here, back with our best Cyber Days deals and steals available now in store or online. Deck the halls and ring in the savings with 60% off JCPenney home bedding and bath, like flannel sheets or Egyptian cotton towels. Get your kitchen ready to prepare hearty winter meals with a Cook's Granite 10-piece cookware set. Or add some warmth to couch time with a Bitterford Micro Plush Electric Throw. Plus, find stylish tops and sweaters for her from Liz Claiborne Apparel. For him, shop St. John's Bay sweaters and Levi's collection of classic jeans and Sherpa-lined jackets. Find all these deals and more at JCPenney in-store or online. Plus, save even more with an extra 35% off your order. Want it fast? Choose contact-free curbside pickup at checkout. Joy, comfort, peace. JCPenney. Support for this podcast comes from Microsoft Teams. Now there are more ways to be a team with Microsoft Teams. Bring everyone together in one space with a new virtual room. Collaborate live, drawing, sharing, and building ideas with everyone on the same page. And make sure more of your team is seen and heard with up to 49 people on screen at once. Learn more about all the newest Teams features at Microsoft.com Teams. And we are back with Dwayne Perkins of Give Me Your Credits. Uh, uh, Wilding out. Yeah. Oh, trigger. <laughs> uh, Brooklyn Hot Nine. <laughs> Brooklyn Hot uh, Fucking Nine. Yeah, great shot. Uh, what the fuck did I do? The break with Michelle was. The break. Did you write for the correspondence I as well? I did. Okay. I wrote a really. Oh, you, she, you wrote the line. Uh, well, I wrote one of them that was in, um, what the fuck was that? The joke about Ann Coulter and uh, what the fuck is the lady? The one. 
The, Pelosi? No. Hillary? The one that would do the speeches. What the fuck's her name? <laughs> Pelosi? Aunt Lydia. Ilhan? Not Ilhan. AOC? What's her name? Oh, uh, Sarah Huckabee yeah. Sanders. Yeah, I, I wrote a joke uh, for Sarah Michelle was calling her the Uncle Tom of white women. Uh, and then the Republican National Convention used it, and they're like, Thing to be like, look how bad liberals are. And the New Yorker said it was one of the best jokes of 2018. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that was a, gosh, she's really, she's very talented. Working with her was really great. Is it, has that been the most monumental experience? No. But uh, <laughs> it was just like a big learning experience. Like, I just learned a lot. <laughs> the shade. Oh, this is officially a shade room. I mean, I mean it like that, but like, I, I just had like bigger like moments that meant more to me, but that was like a really good uh, lesson in joke writing. Okay. Like, it was just like constant writing jokes. So by the, by the end of that job, I was like, okay, I know how to write a joke. Mm. And it was me having to write jokes about shit I did not want to write jokes about. Yeah. So that was hard because it was just like politics and like and being in that room and knowing personally that I was handling news different from like my white counterparts. Cause I'm like, you probably can write a joke about this easier because your degree of separation is a lot farther than mine. Mm-hmm. But like if a black man's die, like black man's getting shot and we have to make a joke about it. I'm like, that's different for you because like this is not. Right. So like, I don't want to make a joke about this, but like, this is my job. So being forced to like be in that space, not the best for me, like mentally, but mm-hmm. it really did exercise a part of my joke writing that was very helpful after that job was done. And I got to write jokes about the things that I wanted to. I just knew how to do it in a more succinct manner. It's wild because even when I, and this is where I try, I try to look at things from both sides and give people the benefit of the doubt most of the time. But like, yeah, things that I don't give a shit about, it's so easy to write a joke about it. And, you know, the more current or relevant the news is, it's almost like, okay, this is, this is, this is nothing because I'm giving about 70% because just cause it's fresh, you know what I mean? All right. <laughs> so when a white comic or whoever makes a joke about a black, I get why they do it. Cause they don't give a fuck, which is also a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. But you still, of course, got to do your job. Do mm. you do you lean? Do you when you hear a, a, a edgy race joke or edgy home, potentially homophobic joke, do you give people the benefit of the doubt if it's funny? Um, or is there nothing funny about that? I, I truly think for me, it depends on my mood. Like there are some times where I've laughed at some real fucked up shit. I mean, I say fucked up shit, not publicly because I'm not a dumb bitch. Because you have friends. Yeah. But yeah, I'm like, we all say things that are, that within certain spaces could be problematic and inappropriate. If you are going to make a choice to do this on stage publicly, if it's not funny, you're just like you should punish yourself. Like why are you doing this if it's not, like if you're going to talk about something that you know can potentially upset people and you're doing it like you're not even putting enough care in it to make it funny i think you're trash mm-hmm. but if it is funny i'm like well at least you like that i see the effort and the intention put into this um and if that shit lands 